Hello everyone! Welcome back to the Constructional Approach to Animal Welfare and Training Podcast. We are your host, I am Masa. Hello everybody, I'm Sean. We hope that you are cuddled up with your animal companions and ready for this exciting episode. In today's episode, we are going to talk about relationships and what better time than now, being that we are all staying at home with our animal companions. We are going to share with you perhaps a new way of looking at relationships, what goes into making a good one, and how this can assist with our training. To start us off today, I'd like to share with everyone a story about the first dog to ever receive constructional affection. And Roxy was the first dog to ever receive constructional affection, and I met her at the animal shelter where I just happened to be volunteering at during this time. And she, like many other dogs that you might meet at an animal shelter, you know, uh, was a little too excited when hanging out with people. She would have a tendency to jump a lot. She would sometimes get a little bit mouthy, which can especially be a problem with any families with young children or even with elderly people in the house and would sometimes bark a little bit. And so when I met her, I, I think I did what, you know, most trainers would probably have done in this situation. And I went and got my clicker and treats and started to get to work with her. Yeah, that's what I would do back in the Absolutely. Yeah. So what happened? Well, um, you know, quickly after starting to work with her, um, I started to notice a, a really funny pattern. Oh. And every time I would click and treat, she would spit out the treat and keep jumping on me. Wow. And, okay. you know, pretty soon I noticed that the floor was, you know, literally covered in little food treats I had prepared for the session. Wow. So um, I went ahead and I stopped. And, you know, I, I took the Bob Bailey advice and, you know, just kind of mm. stopped the session, gave her a little bit of snacks and started to reflect on, you know, what was going on here in front of me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I started to notice that she was telling me something. She was, you know, telling me what it was that she really wanted in this moment. And it wasn't my food treats that she wanted, but it was my attention or, you know, my affection. Mm-hmm. So I decided to, you know, go ahead and, you know, try to give it to her just in the same exact way that, you know, I was giving food reward treats to her before. And so whenever all four of her feet were on the ground, I would go ahead and start petting her. And whenever she would begin to jump or, you know, break that, you know, paw off the ground, I would stand up and stop petting her. And she learned real quickly, you know, her bottom was on the ground and she was soaking up that affection. Wow. Just took a couple of minutes. Wow. And um, she really learned quickly and it got, you know, to the point where within maybe 15, 20 minutes that I was with her, I was able to even teach her, you know, cues. I had taught her stay on cue, sit and also come. And, um, you know, she quickly became a favorite to all of the animal staff, animal training staff up there and, you know, all of the volunteers. And, um, you know, everyone fell in love with her and she appeared like she was, you know, expertly trained. Mm. Just greeting strangers and everybody beautifully and calmly. That's great. And that next day, she actually met her family that she went home with and stayed with for the rest of their lives. Wow. And um, she really, 
you know, instantly hit it off really well with these people. And they even actually sent me a message. Um, I've got it with me right here. And this is from the people that adopted Roxy. And it says here, um, yesterday I adopted Roxy. She is the sweetest dog I could have ever asked for. She is very obedient and believe it or not, she is house trained. Since she already knows her basic commands, I decided I would try to teach her a couple of more and she has already mastered the handshake. I'm not usually the one to do this, but I felt compelled to thank everybody involved in connecting this little angel with my family. She has definitely found her forever home. Thank you so much. Here is a one, it was a picture, the one. Here is one from last night of her cuddling with her new dad. She slept in our bed with us last night and didn't move a muscle. She is just perfect. Our 18 month old niece lives with us and Roxy is so gentle with her and just loves all of the attention. And so this story really beautifully kind of reflects the kind of relationships and kind of, you know, interactions that we really value with our animal companions. Mm -hmm. And especially with the note there about her interacting with her children in such a way. I think that all of these things were really kind of made possible because of the foundations and the, you know, the skills that we gave to Roxy that allowed her to instantly start building this kind of a wonderful relationship with her new family. I think so. That's beautiful. So now I want to take a moment to comment on your beautiful story. This story highlighted what we want to see with animals before placing any demands, training complex cues and new routines. They should be approaching us and seeking our interaction. And this has to be differentiated from an approach with different intent. Obviously, we don't want a dog approaching aggressively to us or while being hesitant and unsure. And also, forced approaches are not really ideal, including those that use treat. Forcing a dog on leash to greet people, even if the dog is a service animal, is not a really ideal situation. So ideally, the animal will have a free choice to approach or not. And by the end of your story, Roxy is, appro is approaching totally strangers and sitting for affection, which is exactly what we want to see from an animal who is ready for training. That's absolutely right. And, um, you know, now we've actually talked about um, a relationship needing an approach, um, specifically one seeking interaction. But let's talk a little bit more about what that means. Because like you touched on just a minute ago, uh, we want an approach, but we want one that, you know, isn't showing any signs of any aggression, any, any fear, or any shyness. And in these situations, we're not using treats because that's not why the animal is approaching. They're not approaching us always to get the food that we have. We, we want them really to approach us because of the interactions that we can provide to them just by being around them and hanging out. I often like to use the example of, of dating in this situation. And when we first met some, somebody that we're interested in and want to spend a lot of time with, we don't want to immediately start buying gifts and, and showering them in presents. Um, you know, that, that's going to end up the, having the relationship based on the wrong thing. What you really want in an ideal situation is for the both people in the relationship to be getting enjoyment out of being with each other and the interactions that they both have while being together. 
Um, we don't want it to be based on the extra things that they can provide. This way, once we have that good relationship set, these other things that we provide just become like icing on the cake. Oh, yeah. So what you just said actually reminded me of my horse, Jackson. When I first adopted him, you know, I always carry the food on me and I give him food whenever he approached me and stay with me. And I did this because I thought that's what I should be doing. And I want to provide positive experience whenever he's with me. And I know that he loved food. So I just gave it to him. And I had a great time with him. But, you know, when the food are gone, you know, Jackson would walk away. And it made me sad when I see him walk away because I want to spend more time with him. And um, when I learned about this approach at Orca, I wanted to try it with Jackson, and I did. And I also tried it with many other equines that I had a fortunate to interact with. And I saw a sudden change in them. You know, I see Jackson start approaching me and staying with me, even though I don't have any food. And it seems like he realized that I had more to offer than just the food I had. And now when I go and see him, he would offer different parts of the body and wait patiently to receive affection from me. So that's a wonderful story. And Jackson is an amazing and sweet and affectionate horse. I've, you know, I've gotten to hang out with him a lot and Mm -hmm. he's always really wonderful to be around and he's really affectionate. But um, I was going to see if I could get you to do me a favor and explain a little bit to the audience about how we might know that an animal is approaching us for our affection? That's a really great question. Um, in my thesis, we, I used affection to train uh, stay and come to three horses. And it is really important for me to make sure that they are approaching me for only affection I had. So we did the training in their outside pasture where they always had access to their hay, uh, water, other horses, and the space, or anything that they wanted to do. But still, they came to me, and then when they came to me, I would share my affection, the same type of affection every time. And I would pet them and scratch them and talk sweet to them and never gave any food, just affection I had. And one thing that I would like to add in there for everybody, you know, I was actually there. I was your camera guy when Mm -hmm. you were doing your thesis. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing that was really cool was that all of the other horses that were in the herd watching this going on all started to come in close. And it was even the ones that were, you know, kind of shy or a little bit scared of us when we were first coming. They were all coming up and kind of patiently waiting around us to receive your affection you know, kind of waiting their turn after the guy that you were working with. And, um, and it was really cute because even when we would leave the, the, you know, the pasture where they were in, they would all start to kind of vocalize, like, you know, trying to call us back, you know, to come back and, you know, give them a little bit more loving. But um, you're right, it was a really fun thing. And, and it's really cool that kind of dynamic that you were able to show that although they had all of these options of things to do, that they were still approaching you and approaching you for this affection that you were giving them, you know, every single time. It was no surprise what was going to happen when they approached you because every time they came, they got this affection and they kept coming back for it. That's absolutely right. And now I want to take a moment to recap the critical components of a good relationship that we have covered so far. 
First was that there is an approach. Second is that we are using the critical reinforcer, which in this case, our affection or interaction. Now the third is that the experience is mutually enjoyable for you and your animal. And what we mean by being mutually enjoyable is just something that you and your animal like to do together. That's right. And that might seem like a really simple point, but it's, in my opinion, one that's easy to be overlooked sometimes. And it's something that I think you actually framed really well in your last story with Jackson and with the horses that you were working with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes the situation isn't mutually enjoyable and it it can be on part of the dog or maybe sometimes on part of the human. Mm. And I've seen it before, especially with small dogs where they might be sitting next to us on the couch and we're petting them. And then they jump down to go somewhere else and do something else. And we might go kind of chase them down and pick them up and bring them back. Mm. And, And maybe in that situation that wasn't, you know, a completely enjoyable experience for the dog. It sounds like in that situation that they maybe wanted to go and do something else and they were restricted from doing that activity and kind of forced to stay with us. Not that it's such a horrible thing, but Mm -hmm. it's just maybe not exactly what the dog wanted in that situation. But it can also maybe not be so enjoyable on the person's part. I see a lot of dogs that often will keep coming for attention And sometimes the person is wanting to do something else or wanting to do their homework and the dog come, you know, constantly coming and trying to get attention can get in the way. And so we want to make sure that when we're interacting with them, that we're doing it in a way that is enjoyable for both parties. That way we're both getting something really nice out of this wonderful situation that we have. Okay, so this brings us to the question of how do we make a relationship with our animal companions that is mutually enjoyable? That's right. That That's the key question, in my opinion, and something that I think could really help out a lot of folks that have just recently adopted, you know, a new animal companion. And that the first big thing, and it sounds simple, you know, I, I would say that we need to make sure that we're looking for our animals doing really good things and giving them a lot of our attention, which we know they love during those moments. Mm -hmm. And um, this sounds easy, but it's really not, because it's actually a lot easier in life to find ourselves accidentally overlooking the moments when our animals are behaving really well. Mm -hmm. And it's because when they're just calmly resting on the floor or hanging out next to us, it becomes easy to not notice them and go on about our daily tasks, whatever they may be. But that leaves the animals whenever they're behaving really well and being really sweet, being overlooked and leaves them to have to do other things to get our attention, which might be getting our slippers, chewing on the couch or doing any number of things that we all know we've you know seen our, our dogs doing. Mm-hmm. And so my advice to start building that mutually enjoyable relationship is to start looking at it whenever our animals are lying down or being calm, being sweet, being the kind of animal companion that we want to see more of, that we take the time to go ahead and go over there and share our affection with them. That's a great point. Now, I know that you have done a lot of work in animal shelter, and how would this be applied in this situation? 
Well, in the animal shelters, one one method that we use to help train these types of really calm, you know, good behaviors in the dogs there was that um, we would have the animal control staff um, and even the, the volunteers that were there, whenever they would go walking by the enclosures where the dogs were kept, um, if they noticed that these dogs were sitting or lying down in their enclosures being really sweet and calm, the person would walk inside and share a little affection with them. I give them a little scratch on the belly and tell them they were, you know, good boy, good girl and leave the enclosure. And that's kind of the same idea that I'm trying to promote here when I'm saying to, you know, keep an eye out for those good things when we're with our dogs at home. And when we're walking around and doing our things throughout the day, when we notice that our little buddies are lying on the ground, go ahead and take that second to go over there and share some affection with them and tell them that they're a good boy, good girl, give them a kiss and, you know, share a little affection for a moment, then go on with your day and and kind of look for those moments to kind of keep doing that. That way we can keep promoting and encouraging these really, really calm, good types of behavior. And before you know it, what we'll start to see is instead of our dogs doing, you know, really bad things to get our attention, they'll walk up and they'll lie down and be calm next to us because they know that that's going to get them exactly what they want, which is our attention and affection. Now I would like to change topics and discuss for a moment how having this kind of wonderful relationship can benefit our training. The first one is that having strong relationship before we begin training, where we provide preferred food reinforcers, allows that experience to even further strengthen an already wonderful relationship. Also, having this kind of relationship can help animals be patient with us when we make mistakes because they want to be with us. A third way that this can be benefit for our training is related to medical care and husbandry. When we have this kind of wonderful relationship with animals, with it also comes with a lot of trust. This can help the animals to stay more calm during aversive situations commonly encountered during medical care. And the last point is an important for those that lives with family or multiple people in the household because we often want the behavior we are training to be useful for these other individuals. So having this kind of history with people can make it extremely easy to help these newly learned behaviors to generalize to the other members of the household. And I'd like to take this point to um, come back and, and clarify something here that, you know, we are not saying that this type of an approach using affection is a replacement for clicker training or for any other uh, food-based, you know, program out there. Um, what we're saying is that using this type of an approach and having this kind of a philosophy can really enhance the experiences that ourselves and our animals have when we go to do those types of training programs. That's right. This is another tool that we can use to enhance our training and our relationship with our animal companions. This marks the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you find this episode useful and can immediately start building the kind of relationship you desire with your animal companions. If you like our show, please subscribe to our podcast or share it with your friend. Feel free to get more information or reach out to us on Facebook, Construction Approach to Animal Welfare and Training, or email us 
at caawtcontact at gmail.com. Our next episode is going to be extremely exciting. We are going to talk to everybody about what constructional affection is and how to do it. Thank you so much today. We are your host. I am Masa. And I am Sean. Have a wonderful day with your amazing animal companion. <laughs>